everyone, and welcome to the Beyond the Mat podcast, hosted by Emmanuel Clauser and Jared Rowan. A space for you to transcend your yoga beyond your mat and into your life. Hello, everyone. Happy Thursday. Welcome back to Beyond the Mat. Hey, everybody. Happy Thursday. You know, like I edit the podcast and I always try to make it better every time, or at least I try to make it easier for myself. So I catch words that we say a lot and I tell myself, okay, I'm not going to do this or I'm not going to do X, Y, and Z. And in the last couple episodes, the share that I'm sitting on is cracking so much. Really? Yeah. It's this red chair that was in the apartment when I moved in, but it's not on the it's bar? super subtle, it? yeah. But when I edit it in the background, it goes quick, 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 and I, it's been such a hassle to try to get that out. So now I'm super cautious of how I sit. So I, and I won't move. I'll sit here, no creaking. <laughs> That's funny. I have noticed. It's funny you say that. I have noticed. I say you know quite a oh. bit, and that was my pickup. So you probably didn't notice it, but I was like, right, you know. Uh, see, it's funny and it's good for us because when we listen, we can always try to improve. It's such an interesting thing. We got started and I remember the first one. So, okay, this is a bit of a rough start, but we'll get there. Yeah. You always definitely. have to adjust your language and think about how you're communicating and making it clear. So it's just such a fun experiment. But I figured because I sat back and I heard it creak. I was like, not today. <laughs> We're not creaking today. No. How was your week? Everything good? Good. Everything is fantastic. Um, just busy, busy in the therapy world. You know, a lot of people needing therapy. And um, I don't know what Miami's like, but in rural Ocean City, because it's technically rural, it's really hard to get into therapy. Um, you have to, there's wait lists everywhere. Here. Everywhere. Yeah. So it's really hard because I, you know, people, people need it. So it's just been, that's been my main thing. Busy, busy. Yeah. Well, that's good. Keeping yourself busy and moving through, through the season. Same here. We're pretty busy in Miami. It's just kind of a booming time of the year. People are here. It's just gorgeous time to be in Florida. So it's been fun. And I think, you know, I, I always like to meet people and hear their stories. And so a lot of new people are coming into the studio because they're trying to escape the winter. And so it's, it's been nice, been nice to see some new faces in there and just kind of connect. So all that is good. And today we are bringing you something a little different. That's, I would say, yoga adjacent. It's not yeah. necessarily within, you know, yoga philosophy or directly related to yoga asana or one of the limbs. But we were talking a little bit about astrology, and I think something to know because we've done, we've done the moon cycles before. Yes, the cycle okay. of the moon, and we yeah. talked about our basic signs, and but not in depth. We just labeled like what our sign was, and yeah, yeah. And this one is the Western astrology that we're gonna use as the model for this episode. There's also a Vedic model of astrology that's a little bit closer to maybe the yoga tradition however i know nothing about it mm -hmm. and it's quite different because yes. jared and i both have had vedic astrology readings then i've had one you've had two 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 okay. 
super interesting because I've had a Western astrology reading done as well. Some of the things will kind of cross over in terms of like what the person has said to me, but overall the charts and even like I'm a different sign in Vedic astrology and it's super different. So yeah, it's interesting the Vedic astrology versus Western and they do a prediction. If people are interested, like Vedic astrology, it's pretty much like your lifeline. Yes. Uh, they can look at your entire lifeline where more Western astrology is more immediate future or more, you know, your, your tendencies, your characteristics and, and that type of thing. Yes. So today we thought it'd be an interesting thing to bring to the forefront not only your astrological sign, but also discuss what the moon and the rising signs are. Because in the field of holistic health, I, I feel maybe because of the nature of my feed on Instagram, I've been getting a lot of astrology thing. And I don't know if it's because it's more popular because I click on it because I'm curious and then they just feed me that. But I don't know. I feel like I've been seeing it more. And at first, I, to be quite honest with you, I had no idea what my moon sign was and what my rising sign was and what that had to do with anything in my life. And I thought what an interesting topic to discuss to help people get maybe just a little bit more insight on themselves. I always think it's interesting. It's not a end all be all. It's not an, an excuse for any behavior, but it's kind of interesting, I think. Yeah. And it doesn't make you um, one dimensional. Like just if you're identifying as a Virgo, it doesn't mean that you're only a Virgo. You know, no. I mean, I think it's a good the thing I like about astrology and it really boils down to science, but it's also just a motif that you can use to examine your, your persona, your personality. It doesn't have to be like, this is who I am and I'm stuck like this. Like one example I often give is, is the two signs in the Zodiac that get the worst rap are Gemini men. Okay. Uh, you'll see a lot of memes about them. And if anybody's listening that's big into astrology, they will get this. Um, and then the other sign that gets a really bad rap are Scorpios. That I knew. Yeah. Both my very, parents are Scorpios. Oh my gosh, really? Mm -hmm. You know, they're a very, you know, they're a very dark sign. So but <laughs> But they're also a water-based sign. But yeah, there's a lot of darkness that goes to the Scorpio. But they're also, this is really interesting, is in the big therapy clinic I used to work at, the majority of therapists are water signs. Okay. And the majority of them were Scorpios. Crazy. So even though they have this reputation of this dark, dark side and kind of mysterious and, you know, quality to them, they also are out there helping a lot of people. Um, but I think the Zodiac is just a, a good motif to kind of be like, huh, you know, a Leo is very proud and, and like confident, like where does, where does pride and confidence show up in my personality? Like, I think that's well, you can break it down into characteristics. And I think that any of us can look at those characteristics. Absolutely. Uh, you know, so, and I think um, people will be familiar with their sun signs. Mm -hmm. Like when we talk about their sun sign, that's like when you were born in Western astrology, uh, that's the sign that, that you're born under. And that's always defined as like your core, right? Like everything rotates around the sun. Like that's kind of who you are at your core, but it's only one of like, I think there's 12 or 13 houses. Mm -hmm. So 
people forget about the other the other parts and they solely identify with their sun sign. Which is when you get to look at your chart, there's so much more going on, like Jared said. But this is the place where most people will start. And if you, I remember reading in the newspaper, like you look for your sign, that's your sun sign, right? And you look for your astrology of the day. So I'm a Taurus. You're a? Cancer. Yeah. Cancer. Yeah. And what we wanted to kind of explore are the two other parts, which is a moon sign and a rising sign. Do you want to tell people what both of these are? Yeah. So your your um, we always call these your big three. So mm-hmm. your sun, your moon, and your rising. And so your moon sign is going to be your emotional life, your feelings, and your desires. So it's often what's below the surface. So oftentimes we don't always show people our emotional self. We uh, show, and we don't always show them our sun sign, but you can't deny your sun sign because that's who you are. So those aspects of your life will come out. But moon sign is how I receive emotions and how I have emotional dialogue and how I deal with emotions, which makes sense in many different practices of yoga. The lunar side is the yin side, the female side, the, you know, it is more of the esoteric side. Yes. And then you have your rising sign, which is going to be, uh, it's a bit more of your persona, your front facing persona. So this is what I always say. This is the mask you wear in public. This is how people perceive you and how you display yourself in public. And that um, rarely is a true indicator of who you really are. People, this is where people make assumptions if they were like, what's your sign? And oftentimes people believe meeting me like you're a fire sign because you're very outgoing, you're social, you're this, you're that. Um, They get it wrong because (laughs) I'm not a fire sign, but in many charts, my rising is fire. Um, So your rising is how other people perceive you. And for me... I have a very unique chart. I've had two different Western readings and they have labeled me a cancer, cancer, cancer. Oh, crazy. Yeah, which is, it's called something when you have all three of the same. A triple threat. Yeah, (laughs) triple threat. A dancer, singer, and actor. actor. (laughs) Um, No, but um, I think they all ring true. But then in other charts, I'm a cancer cancer sagittarius rising which that one does feel a little more authentic to me than the triple cancer because i do believe um i appear very outgoing in public and confident and sociable and able to hold conversations and all of that type of stuff um and then my moon in cancer is very true because i I have some anxiety. I feel things very strongly. <laughs> um, so my moon is is really true. And then I, I like to process things a lot. So maybe too much sometimes. <laughs> and that's water signs. When you have a water, a moon water sign, you're like an overfeeler and probably an over communicator. Um, so I think mine is is pretty true. What are your what's your moon and your rising? So, as I said, I'm a Taurus. I am a Leo moon and I am a Capricorn rising. 
Okay. So the Leo moon, did you feel like that? I know we talked a little bit before we were recording. Did you feel like that does read true to you that? Yeah, I think so. You were saying, you're going to have to refresh my memory. That's not a tool that I use a lot. I like for people to tell me. I'm definitely curious about it, about Mm -hmm. astrology, and I always like to use it as a reflection, but like I wouldn't have anyone come to me and ask questions about it. But um, yeah, I'm a pretty emotional person. I'm pretty creative as well. And what did it, remind me what it said to stay away from the first one. Yes, which I think is really you. Um, not really you, really, like I know you like so right. Um, But on an emotional level, it said something like, you know, avoiding depressing environments and unappreciative people. Yes, that's so me. Yeah, and I think it's, I do think an emotional piece of that does speak to you. Yeah. That avoiding of like unappreciative people um, where maybe the cancer moon people, I'm all about caretaking. So I'm like, oh, that that person is something sad about them. That's why they're unappreciative. Um, But Leo, Leos are very proud and they're very so they don't have patience for people that are going to bring other people down. The, on the emotional spectrum. <laughs> um, I we think know that, that to be true as well. So. Um, and then they also, it says they have a detail to their work. If you have a Leo moon, work is, is a, a place where they not feel a lot of emotion, but receive a lot of validation is through their work. Um, and then it says to avoid insecure, insecurity inspired vanity. So people that have a bit of an insecurity, um, but have this vain persona that they put on. Right. Which that's all, that's all pretty accurate. So. And then, um, and then you're rising, you say Capricorn. Yeah. Which we didn't discuss, but I'm a Capricorn rising. Yeah. And that to me also makes sense. So you have some, which totally makes sense for me. I'd love to know your whole chart, but um, you're, Earth, you have some Earth because Taurus is Earth, Capricorn's Earth. So you have a lot of Earth in you, I would assume, in your chart. And Capricorns are very, so you're rising. To me, you you do appear like a Capricorn, hardworking, structured, detail-oriented, disciplined, because they're the sign of the, um, aren't they the sign of the ram? Yeah. Yeah. And I think Taurus is a bull. Yeah. Yeah, my Watch God. <laughs> but so yours lines up pretty good with your because Capricorns and Tauruses are similar. Mm-hmm. Your core trait and your rising are very similar. And I think they are probably true to you. Yeah, I think so. A layer of truth. Just, yeah, some different layers of how how people perceive me and how I navigate my emotional self, which is super interesting. Um, We'll put in the show notes a calculator. So what you need typically to figure out yours is the time of your birth, the date and time of your birth. Do you need a place to? You do technically, yeah. Okay. So, and you just plug that in and it will tell you your moon and your rising sign if you don't know. And just get curious about it. I just think it's always such a fun thing to explore and and to learn about as if there weren't 
enough things that we can get curious and learn about. But it's it's very interesting. And it's like you said, when you get into the whole chart, there's so much more to it, all the different houses and where the planet sits for you and your nodes and all of this stuff, which I've heard about, but I couldn't interpret for, for people to understand in a deep way. But we felt like this was such a nice place to start. Do you feel in your life, these have helped you navigate different things? So uh, yes, I think these are like, these are good tools for you to look at your life and and see what your preferred method of emotional coping is. I think what it allows you or what has it allowed me to do is know my preferences. Mm-hmm. And, then, and we talked about this on the one podcast on progression, but and then it allows me an opportunity to potentiate the opposite. So like people who have moon signs in, in water elements, that means we have to probably work relatively hard at uh, emotional states. Like we have to be less analytical. We have to be less in our heads. We have, um, and again, I'm generalizing you right. can, exceptions to every role, but usually we're more inclined to depression and anxiety, one of the two. So knowing that maybe I feel that moon signs that are water-based feel things harder, that's a really good insight. That's like, okay, I need to potentiate not dwelling so much or reframing magnification where I really overlook into something or all or nothing thinking, mm-hmm. you know, those type of things. So I think it allows you an opportunity to go, okay, if this is what I'm inclined to be like, then knowledge is power. So then you can adapt that outside of, of, of that circumstance, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I just love that you said that we can potentiate the opposite of what we know our tendencies are, because it's such an important concept. And I think it fits spot on with the discussion today. And so often we continue to potentiate what's already there how many times have I heard people say like oh I do this because this is my sign oh I'm super stubborn because I'm a Taurus use that as an excuse and continue to potentiate the stubbornness that's already there instead of being like maybe I know that I tend to be stubborn or firm or like hold my ground, I need to potentiate open-mindedness, softness, and see how that leads me to interact with the world. It's not saying, like you said, you're throwing who you are out the window and just exploring something completely different. But with that in your field of knowledge, you can decide how you come at different situation and have that as an added tool in your toolbox. Yeah. And what I, and you know what it made me think of too, because now this is like clicking and making sense. Um, for you, when you identified as a Leo Moon, what you recently and we've talked a little bit on the podcast, but last year, what you a Leo Moon would quote unquote never be this vulnerable emotional person, Mm-mm. and you tried I think last year and you did really well at being a bit more vulnerable. Yeah. So you were like, I'm going to potentiate because now it makes sense, right? Like you are a bit more guarded with your emotional experiences 
And I think last year you tried to potentiate the opposite. The opposite. Yeah. You're like I have this predisposition to really keep things close to the vet. And that doesn't mean you have, you know, she was out there telling everybody everything. It right. I mean, it's no. not like, you know, that type of thing. But I it it clicked for me. I'm like, oh my God, you kind of did that without even knowing. Well, it was said to me in a reading. Remember, I went to Germany and I got this super outstanding reading, like two hours. I recorded it in my phone and I listened to it. I've listened to it three times since. And it was so amazing. Das, who was the guy who gave me the reading, has done this for a very long time. And he gives you meditation practices, breath practices thing to balance yourself out and to help you navigate the life according to how the chart is going. And my main takeaway, he was like, you're a very disciplined person. You need to cultivate a discipline in softness. Oh, wow. Straight up. That was a takeaway for two hours. And he was like that's what you need to potentiate within yourself you need to sit to remember that everything that you need is already within you to feel full to feel expansive to feel complete whole whatever word you want to use and then as you step out into the world you need to continuously take yourself back to that spot so that you can be soft and I was like oh my god you know what this is what must be why we get along so well because we're the opposite in many ways I think <laughs> last year I had a practice of hardness. Yeah. I had a practice, and you know this because we've talked, we, we were very close, but I had to be really assertive the past year and really be like, you know, stand up for myself and have the hard dialogues. And it's so interesting, isn't it? Like, it you is. Were softness where I'm really good at being soft. So. <laughs> Um, it's like that practice of hardness for me was like where you're very you are naturally good at being clear with your communication. Yes. How yeah. cool is that? To like it is, uh, but how you know when I look back at where it has led me, I can see why that was a suggestion because it has led me to make connections with people that I probably wouldn't have myself open to before or to know people in a different way and to let people know me in a different way because there's that exchange if you don't let people in they're only they're also not going to let you in it's got to come from both sides and it it's a very interesting dance and it was challenging for me and I still find myself doing that with my new friendships and with the new people that I'm trying to bring into my life Jared, it's hysterical. Like I, because you know me, like I'll give, I'll organize, I'll do things. And immediately if I feel like the person is going to withdraw or like pull back, I cut all ties. I stop replying to me. I'm like, I'm done. (laughs) Yes, this is true. This is true. Because I'm like, I don't want to let you in. If I feel like you're a not going to reciprocate or if you're not going to put the effort or if you're going to just be uninvolved, I will let go first. Trust me on that one. See you later. So, right. which I'm practicing not doing. Sometimes it's, it's important to inquire, you know, finding that what's going on. Can we have a conversation? You know, let's, let's make this work. When you learn to 
meet new people, meet them where they're at, see what they're going through, be soft, try to be understanding all within the boundaries that you need to be comfortable with the experience. Yeah. And I think that's a really, that's, that's so good. Like we're talking about potentiating the opposites. Like even if you look at like, even your sun signs, like don't do just what you prefer to do. Like, uh, you know, I'm thinking of, cause I go, uh, I myself, a therapist goes to therapy once a month just to kind of, you know, check in and, and my proclivity is to spend time at home. My cancer loves to stay in their shell. And I really have been working on being a bit more social. So like, because what, you know, I need to potentiate that a little bit. Like, and my takeaway from that for people is like, don't just be what you've always been. Like that's not evolving as a person and whether it be a challenge or a different emotional experience or opening up to someone that then does hurt you or doesn't hurt you. Like it's not so much about the outcome. It's about doing these things and having a different experience. Experience. Because that's how you learn. That's how you learn about yourself. That's how you learn about others, about the world is through experience. And if you're just repeating the same experience over and over again, you don't have any potential for growth. And yeah, sometimes it's a really quote unquote positive experience where you feel empowered by, and other times it may not be quite so positive, but yet they're still learning. And so it's all about the perspective. We were talking a couple episodes back about the beauty of making mistakes and allowing yourself to learn from these. And so it's not saying that every interaction that you have as you soften up, if I take it for myself, is going to be great. It's saying that every single one of them is a potential lesson, a potential Mm. step in the right direction. And you know, it made me think, and I have someone that that listens to the podcast, she'll know it's her, but this isn't disclosing anything. But she had a session recently and she was talking about how she's dating someone and their sign is like the incompatible sign with her sign. And, I always do this. Ugh. And I said, listen, there's exceptions to the role. And it's just, a mo- again, it's just one thing. It's not saying that you're incompatible. You know, like it's just saying these are the characteristics of you versus him. And that there may be some differences, but you might, you might, your moon signs might be different or your rising signs or the sign of love in the chart is Venus. Your Venus sign might be be totally different like and and this is a really good point because i wrote this in the show notes it's like you have something of everything there's a fractal of of all 12 signs are actually within you yeah very rarely does someone look up their chart and they're all one element i would be shocked and love to be very surprising chat with us let us know if you're like all the same let us know yeah Um, So I think that's a good thing to remind yourself that you are everything. Mm -hmm. So don't let this also be like something that dictates your dating life or what careers you take or what you can emotionally handle. But I do think it is fun topics to when people are dating or just even friends. Yeah. But it's fun to look at and it's fun to, to examine it, you know? Absolutely. Um, And we 
are going to take a brief moment to put this in the context of a yoga class, because I think that it can apply. And I just, you know, was getting ready for this episode. And some of the times we start with the yoga and we take it out into life. And this is different. This is a different concept. And we're bringing it into the practice and the way that I was thinking about it's like you said I like this segue into it where you're like we're a little bit of everything and I do think that that applies to yoga and hear me out okay a little bit of a reach but I think it works we come in often into the practice with one goal like being one person uh oftentimes people will come in for the benefit of like health and wellness, like physical health, physical wellness will come into the practice. They'll say, I want to be more flexible or with a very specific goal or idea in mind. And they'll present themselves as into the practice. They'll show up to the practice in that way. And I think that that could be compared, excuse me, to the sun sign, right? This is who I am at my core. This is why I stepped into the mat. This is it you know and then as the practice evolve and i'm seeing this less so as a singular class but more as the journey through yoga you get to unveil all of the other parts of yourself that are already there but maybe we're kind of hidden and typically you'll tap into your emotional being pretty quickly so you'll show up right as you are as your sun sign with your purpose with your core characteristic and as you let the practice work on you you'll unveil your emotional tendencies you'll unveil how you navigate that i think the rising sign will unveil in your practice it's like the mask you wear like i'm thinking like i should have probably been doing yoga nidras and oh no i'm like going hardcore you know right and that's where i was getting at is if you let yourself understand your emotions and how you process them and how you deal with life you'll realize how you interact and how you present, which is your rising sign. Yeah. And I think that's so true. You know, I love that actually. Cause I'm, um, oh my God. Yeah. Cause everything is an, you know, everything's an experience, right? Yes. And everything is so much more than it really is. Always. Uh, always. Um, so I love that. I think that's a great way to like wrap it up and yeah. bring it to the mat. Yeah. Not beyond the map, but two, we worked in reverse today. Well, we started way beyond. We started in the sky <laughs> with the moon and the stars, and we brought it right onto the mat for you at the end. Yes. Well, yeah, I, th- I think this is super sweet. Something a little different for you guys to think about. Um, we're and always. Definitely, and definitely try your the calculator, guys. Like, that'll be a lot of fun. It'll be in the show notes. Try that. guys so welcome back um oh my god this is the first time ever tell them what happened we went into a black hole that's (laughs) we were talking about the galaxy and this so it's not surprising but we did enter into a black hole i was looking at the screen talking to jared and all of a sudden nothing my computer completely shut down and i thought i'd lost the recording 
But no, it's because Apple is finicky with the plugs and a change and the way to plug the mic in doesn't allow me to plug the computer in. And because I was on Zoom, it didn't send me the low battery message. It just shut off and we're back again. Oh, I know. We, we, yes, we're, we're back, but we're just back to say goodbye, guys. It's a high <laughs> bye moment. Yeah. It's a high bye moment because that's like where we're at, right? Yeah, we were all done. We were getting ready to, to close it off, but just always important for us to take a moment in appreciation and tell you how much we love hearing your feedback. Some of you have been answering the little polls on Spotify. You've been sending us feedback through Instagram. A lot of you are nearby Jared, just giving him feedback in person. And he always relays the information to me, which is so, so nice. And this is a fun passion project for us. So we're thankful that you're here week after week, just listening and and telling us what you think. So that's, that's that. I think that's important. And we love to hear that. And I told Emmanuel a couple of weeks ago, I'm hearing it from some surprise, like surprising times and people sometimes I'm like, I didn't even know that person listened. Yeah. So that makes us so happy. And I, and the one person I will maybe just know um, when you told me that this woman I'm speaking to in that yoga class a couple of weeks ago, I just want you to know, oh, that really touched my heart. And thank you for giving us feedback. And I know Emmanuel also just loved hearing that that you enjoy the pod. Yeah. And hearing what you guys take away from it, because sometimes we do it with so much passion and so much love. And the, the, the idea between Jared and I for Beyond the Mat was to kind of expand our reach because it's something to teach a yoga class, but it's something else to be able to share what you love and what you know and just shared experience through kind of storytelling, if you will, or whatnot, but just like exchange um, was really what we wanted to do. And it's such a nice moment when people listen and and you share with us. So thank you for that. Um, We will be back next week. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.